Starting and sustaining a business is hard. Whether you're just beginning or have been at it for a while and need a pick-me-up, you're about to get exactly what you need. Welcome to Go For It. Your host is Joe Hausman. Today, you'll hear stories from others on how to keep going and laugh while you learn. Here is your host, Joe Hausman. Hello and welcome to Go For It. This is Joe. So glad you're here today, this week, this month, and this year. Gosh, the show has been going on for quite some time now. So I'm so excited that you all are here listening in another rock star show today because we have some rock star guests on the line with me today, and I'm excited to get to them. But remember, I am your go for a business strategist, also a real estate investor, because I like to help women start really getting involved with real estate investing. And the women I have on today are rock stars at it, so I can't wait to bring them on. But also, I'm a speaker, and I'm a best-selling author, helping you grow your business and life and also through the mentoring of uh, mentoring and coaching. And if you go to my website, johosman.com, there is the power of a positive mindset. Seven steps you can start today to have that powerful mindset. You just type in your name and email and that form will come right to your email address. Now, I know so much stuff is going on in the world today and sometimes we kind of get down and we kind of wonder what it's all about. But you know what, that will really help you get going and really start thinking about ways you can, you know, if you can just implement one of those each day or one a week and then the next one and just slowly but surely work your way into it. You know, creating that positive mindset really helps with your overall feelings with life and also with work and life and everything in between. So, That really, I've heard from so many people, and thank you so much for your messages about that form. So that's why I do it, because we all go through stuff in life, and being that coach and mentor for you to be able to really kind of get out of that funk, but also get into, you know, creating that passive income through a business, or maybe it's your full-time business, and creating it and getting it um, better and bigger than what you've had before. You know, I'm all about that as well. So, ladies and gentlemen, I'm excited now today to bring on two dynamic women. And last week I had uh, two dynamic men on the show, and we're talking about working full-time plus investing in real estate on the side. And one of the reasons, because I hear from so many people that they're not sure how to do it, they're not sure if they can do it, but in reality, you can do it. And that's why I have these awesome guests come on and really explain their story and how they do it all. So my first guest, so I've got two of them, Kyla Muir, and she is, ah, hang on just a second. I got to get, pull her up here. (laughs) She's a marketing professional and she's also a multifamily buy and hold investor in the Midwest. She believes everyone should have access to financial education, real investments, and a life they design. Isn't that the truth? She realized that she needed to reevaluate her plan in 2016 after reading Andy Tanner's 401k, How Our Dream Retirement Became a Nightmare of Chaos, and she acted and charted a new path. She hasn't looked back. She loves adventure and traveling around the country, and you can also find her golfing, running, or in a yoga class. You can find her on LinkedIn under Kyla Muir. That's M-E-U-E-R. And then my other guest is Allison Brown. Now, ironically enough, I had Allison's husband, Billy, on my show probably here a couple months ago. She is a wealth empowerment coach and real estate investor, as well as a wife, mom, and controller for a civil engineering firm. She has always been interested in learning about money, how to manage it, and more recently, how to make her money work for her and create more of it herself. Amen to that. For 20 years, she has been a uh, personal student of money and wealth creation. And since 2015, she has been semi-actively learning about real estate investing 
and how to create a portfolio of cash-producing assets. And since 2019, she's been actively educating herself how to create and manage cash flow positive investments through syndication. And creating and growing wealth through investments doesn't have to be done in the traditional route of the stock market either. And that's another reason why I have these dynamic women on today. Real estate is that great avenue for wealth creation. So ladies, welcome to my show. Go for it. Hi, Joe. Thank you for having us. Absolutely. Well, I just think this is, well, I know it's going to be a phenomenal show because you ladies are phenomenal. So so what we start off with always, and Kyla, if you would like to go first, really, what charted you on that path to really start thinking differently? Like in 2016, you said you just decided that you needed something more in your life. So what really got you thinking about that? Yeah, Joe, thanks for asking and thanks for having me. Um, I think really I came to the realization that what I was doing wasn't going to get me to the life that I so much desired, um, you know, retiring um, and kind of continuing to um, work in, in a marketing profession that I really do enjoy, but having giving myself a few more options um, than just kind of um, – uh, checking the boxes and investing the way, um, you know, my family and my, and my friends were investing too. So, um, I think the realization that the 401k wasn't the vehicle that I wanted to invest in any longer. Um, and that is what prompted me to look at real estate and see how I can make those investments work for me to give me the life that I, that I desire. Mm-hmm. And how about you, Allison? Um, I think, uh, one of the biggest things was, uh, meeting and marrying my husband. He was interested in real estate investing before he met me. And I remember when I met him, he kind of mentioned it, but it wasn't something, you know, he basically was house hacking at that time, owned a house and was renting out a room to a roommate who was like never there except once a month. It was a sweet deal. Um, so we took that approach early on in our marriage. We got married in 2013 and then 2014, um, we knew we needed to buy more assets. And so the, the first and easiest thing we were told to do was to buy a duplex. Um, and that kind of started off that journey of like, this is interesting. I'm open to this. Like I, growing up, I didn't know anybody really that invested in real estate. Um, my parents are definitely more traditional. You work a job, you get a pension or you pay into your 401k, you save your money, um, so this opened up like a whole new world and it's just been many years of uh, learning alongside my husband, learning by myself and just pursuing um, different avenues, what real estate investing can look like. Cause it's not just one way. There's so many different things. That's what makes it so great is there's always going to be something that's going to appeal to somebody. Absolutely. And then Kyla, what did you start off with when you first, cause uh, Allison, you said you guys bought a duplex, but Kyla, what did you start off with? Did you start off with a single family home? Yeah, no, I also went with a duplex. I thought the oh, okay. multifamily space is is where I wanted to focus. And um, yeah, so I kind of, I, I didn't do a single family um, to start with. Okay. Interesting, because that's when, when I was married to my late husband, we started with the single family homes. That's kind of like where a lot of people start is a single family mm-hmm. home, but you guys jumped right into the duplex. So kudos to both of you that um, that's actually really great. And then also um, Allison, when Billy was, 
you know, a lot of people do that too. They'll buy a house and then they'll rent out a room or rent out a couple rooms. I know lots of people who do that as well, which is a great way to help pay your mortgage, really. And um, so that's a great way. So tell me what you guys are doing now, um, now that you're kind of into it a while. So you've been into it about four or five years now, both of you. Well, Allison, you've been in since 2014. Kylie, you've been in since 2015, 2016. Um, t- 2017 was when I took the, the, the jump, um, mm-hmm. uh, but I had been educating myself since, you know, 2015, 2016 sure. and, and sure. really kind of the, the switch, um, flipped and I went all in. Good for you. What about the nerves, like mm-hmm. the nerves in your stomach? How did that work for you? You know, cause I know every time I go to purchase a property, I'm like, Oh, I like this deal. You know, it's almost like the thrill mm-hmm. of the hunt or something. <laughs> But but then when it comes time to pull the trigger, I'm like, okay, here we go. But how does that feel for you, like when you actually went and bought your first property? Yeah, I think it was pretty nerve wracking. Um, but there was just kind of this determination of like, this is what I want to do, and this is how I learn. And um, so it it has been a continuation of learning along the way. But it was really just deciding that that I needed to kind of like change those behaviors, change those thought patterns that I had before so that I could, um, you know, really commit to a new path and, um, and, and, and learn along the way. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. What about you, Allison? I, I don't necessarily remember feeling really nervous because we actually, we did have that single family home that my husband had rented out a room in before we were married then we got married and I was like, I'm not paying you rent. I'm your spouse. So um, we, we realized the next logical step was either to buy another single family home, which you can do that if the price is right and the, it cash flows. But we were told buy a duplex, live in one side, rent out the other side. So we kept the single family home, re- lived in the duplex, rented out the other side. Then when it was the next step of, you know, we're starting our family, we don't want to live immediately attached to another, you know, our tenant. Um, we bought another single family home for us to just live in as our personal residence. So at that point, then we had a single family home cash flowing, a duplex fully rented out and cash flowing very nicely. And then in that mix, my husband also did more of a sweat equity deal for a triplex that was meant to be a short term investment. So I think there was never nerves one because I was a little bit removed. I have my spouse as my partner. Um, I was more like, I'm going to work the W2 job and focus on that. That's how my early real estate journey looked like. It's, it recently is when I was like, no, I can be much more active in this. I can, you know, start looking at my own deals, thinking, do I want to do my own deals? Now I think I'm going to get maybe more into the nerves. But I think I'm just always, it's kind of like Kyla mentioned, it's the next step. There's determination there. There's, this makes sense. We want to buy assets, not just accumulate liabilities. Um, so, you know, I had read several things that had influenced me and yeah, I just remember thinking, well, this is the next step. This makes sense. Absolutely. We did the same thing. So tell me some of the books you guys read, Kyla, we'll start with you. Tell me some of the books that you read that really got you thinking outside the box. Oh, sure. Well, um, the rich dad, poor dad, um, Uh, Purple Book was a big one, um, and then I would uh, I would have to say that other books um, like The Compound Effect and other maybe more mindset related books helped me to really 
um, make that leap in in the way I was talking to myself and and the visions that I wanted to pursue. Um, but then a lot of resources like online bigger pockets, um, other um, online forums to kind of just kind of get that investing in real estate multifamily um, evaluation tools um, set up so that I was using those regularly as well. Mm-hmm. And how about you, Allison? Um, well, there was a couple things that we did um, early on before we even bought that duplex. One of them was we actually would attend um, a meeting of local real estate investors. Nashville, uh, which is where we live, has a great local club, um, really super active. So if you wanted to become a landlord or a wholesaler, a great place to start there. So when people are asking where to start, I always give them kind of book recommendations. And then I always say, Either try to find a local real estate investing club or now, because everything's moving online, a lot of online options. A lot of those clubs used to meet in person are pivoting and doing online options. So there's education there. There's networking there. Uh, Books that were important. I second the rich dad, poor dad. I remember reading that maybe about 2016. And my husband was like, what's your feedback? And I was about halfway through the book, but I already knew. I said, we need to buy more assets. Like that, that came across, across loud and clear, like none of this, you know, buying a house that's super fancy that we can barely afford and buying cars and just focusing on liabilities. We needed to buy assets um, that were going to pay for themselves and then pay us on top of that. And then about 2018, my husband had gotten um, Kim Kiyosaki's book, Rich Woman for me. And I read through that, and I think it just took a couple of years for that to kind of really percolate and come to fruition, um, because at the time when I was reading it, I had a small child, and so I was kind of overwhelmed, like so much good stuff in that book, highly recommend it for women to read it, um, but it might take a minute for it to kind of germinate in your mind, um, depending on where you're at in your, your work, life, family journey. Mm-hmm. Ironically enough, I'd read Rich Woman many years ago, and then I put it away and I wasn't even sure where it was. Well, and our first book too was Robert Kiyosaki's Rich Dad, Poor Dad. But uh, so I thought, well, I'll just go on Amazon. I'll order it again. Well, thankfully, Amazon will remember if you ordered that item. And it said, you ordered this item on such and such day. I'm like, okay, well, then I've got to have this somewhere. Sure enough, I looked through a bunch of stuff and there it was. So about a year or so ago, I read it again and I've read it actually twice since then. It is so phenomenal, especially for women who want to get into real estate investing and just being a better person to being a, a better business person and just really thinking outside the box. And ironically enough, and I'm glad you brought this up, Allison, about your local real estate investment association, which is also called REIA. So ladies and gentlemen, if you're looking for that online somewhere, it's called, a lot of them will be hyphenated the REIA, which stands for Real Estate Investment Association. I joined one back in 2012, 2013. I only had a couple properties. Well, then the people that ran it decided they were moving out of town and they gave it they gave it to me and another gentleman to run. So we ran it for about a year and a half. And it was probably the best experience I've had with getting to learn lenders and um, real estate real estate agents and uh, commercial property, you know, people. Just it's such a great experience. So if you can get involved with your uh, real estate investment association or if you have um, a multifamily housing uh, association we have that around here too it's really a great avenue to go and now like you said they're having mostly everything virtual we're actually meeting in a parking lot I think in a couple of weeks for the for this meeting this month and um, 
you know, we'll just social distance and do whatever we have to do. But I'm really excited to go because I haven't actually went for several months. They ha- didn't have them the first couple months and I didn't go last month. So I'm excited to go and learn and see what's all happening. But it's a great way to stay connected in your local community because most people don't want you ladies agree. When you start investing, you start local. And because a lot of people want to keep their eyes and ears on their property and they want to know like what's going on with their property. Oh, and you know what? It's almost break time. So when we come back after break, I'm going to hear more from Allison and Kyla because I want to know how it works for you guys when you're working full time and you're still thinking about real estate investing and how you find your properties or how you know, what all that entails when you're still working a full-time job. So ladies and gentlemen, we come back after break. We got a lot more information with Kyla and Allison and ladies and gentlemen. Oh, if you have questions for the live show, you can give us a call at 1-866-472-5788. Ladies and gentlemen, we'll be right back after break. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. I have a special offer just for listeners of Go For It. Learn how to maximize your business through the art of a mastermind. Being in a mastermind group can help propel you farther in life and business. Plus, you can also help others in their life and business. A mastermind group is defined as a peer-to-peer mentoring concept used to help members solve their problems with input and advice from the other group members. Since you are listening to the show, there is a place for you in my next mastermind group. For more information, visit johosman.com. Are you tired of being just the status quo? Are you tired of not earning what you are worth? Most of my clients have fear to blame for that. Overcoming fear and feeling empowered helps navigate you to becoming your better self. As one of my clients says, Joe, you are a shining light in a dark world. Wow, that says a lot. Let's get you going to becoming your better self and recognizing when fear and obstacles come into your life. We all have fear and we need to overcome it in order to go for it. Let's help propel you to live your best life. Contact me at joehosman.com. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. listening to go for it to reach joe hausman with a comment or question about the show please send an email to joe at joe that's j-o at joe now back to go for it welcome back to go for it this is joe with my wonderful guests kyla muir and allison brown we are talking today about women who are investing in real estate. Plus, you know, they work a full-time job too. So because a lot of times we have to have that income coming in. You know, we still have bills to pay. But also, and it's a lot of times people enjoy their full-time job, but they want that passive income coming in and eventually will be able to have that as their plan B. I'm writing a lot of articles right now for a friend of mine's magazine, and I'm talking about all that plan B and really, you know, um, focusing on the future. When I was, <coughs> excuse me, when I was in my 20s and 30s, <coughs> I didn't, I didn't focus a lot on my future. <laughs> I just kind of did day by day, you know. 
I've always been called the free spirit. But once I read the Rich Dad, Poor Dad book, I was probably mid-30s by then. I thought, I have got to figure this out. You know. Plus, I was married at the time. So that's when we decided to start investing in real estate. I was still working full-time, and he was too. But So ladies, let's talk about that now. Let's talk about how you structure your day, structure your time. And I know, Allison, you have a small child at home. But how does that how does that structure work for both of you? And Kyla, we'll start with you. Sure. Um, well, I guess maybe I, I went about it in a couple of different ways. So I was looking, I, my criteria for investing was, you know, a certain cash flow amount. And then, you know, I moved forward with, with that. And it happened to be kind of the next market over from where I actually lived. So being able to kind of force myself to uh, create the team, create the, the contacts of who I was going to call if there's a plumbing issue, who I was going to call if there's an issue with um, or a repair that's needed. So like I kind of went about it as um, I think helped me in the end was like I can't just drop everything and go to this investment property, I need to build out that, re- that, that, that group of resources that I will call and engage when and if I need them. Um, so for me, on a day-to-day basis, I really don't have a whole lot of like attention towards those investments. But, you know, on a monthly basis, I'm checking in and, you know, making sure that you know, um, you know, my tenants are happy and like they're, they have what they need and everything is in, um, good working order. Um, and so it's just kind of made me be more, um, uh, using my resources and not making me the resource in the day to day, um, activity and operation. Does that make sense? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. So you formed a team, which is phenomenal. Yeah. 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 And then do you have a property, did you hire a property manager or did you just hire somebody to take care of it for you? Yeah, I really wanted to jump all in. So I am self-managing too. So um, I'm really just seeing kind of what kind of questions or issues that come up um, and and kind of just learning along the way. Um, You know, it, it can be intimidating, but I do think it's, you become the person that solves the problem. Um, and I think it, it will make me appreciate a property manager um, in the future um, because I know kind of how, how hard it, it can be at times or how kind of you have to solve that problem within 24 hours or maybe in the hour um, that you get the call. So it, it's just been, a, I think, for me, a, worthy, a worthwhile experience just to be that um, point of contact. And, you know, like that gives me a lot of control, um, which was a main reason of going away from the traditional investments um, to the real estate investments. I have more control at the end of the day. Absolutely. I love that. That's exactly how I feel mm-hmm. too. I have more control at the end mm-hmm. of the day. How about you, Allison? Mm-hmm. Uh, so in the beginning, we, we kind of done, we've done a little bit of everything. So in the beginning, we self-managed, which is fairly easy um, when you just have a couple properties, especially what we did with living in the duplex. We were living in one side, renting out the other. Really easy to manage that property because you live there. Um, and then when we you know, still kept those properties, I think we did hire a property manager um, because my husband mainly was handling all 
the, you know, leasing up to get tenants in there, changeovers. Um, he kind of would screen the tenants pretty carefully and let them know, like, you need to take your best crack at it. Like, you know, you don't call us if the toilet does, is, is clogged. If you haven't tried using a plunger, like, you know, try to do some common sense things and then let us know. Um, so that's when we were self-managing. But then we kind of moved up, got a property manager, sold those properties. And now we've kind of transitioned into larger commercial assets. And so with those, you do need to have a property manager. Usually that's you know, kind of built in the deal, um, especially with our one that was the syndication apartment building. We we don't really do any of the on-the-ground managing. There's a property manager in place for that to guarantee things are being done properly um, per, per cro- protocol and um, just in a timely in a timely manner and that we let the experts handle that. So really from a day-to-day standpoint, um, where I come in is I do more of the, the bookkeeping for our assets that we currently have. Um, I weigh in on that side because that's some of my background. So that doesn't take too much time. Um, you need to look at that once a month and you need to block out, you know, maybe an hour or two. Um, and then reviewing financials um, with our partner in this syndication. So that would fall into that same bucket of asset management and on the, the financial side of things. But as far as, um, you know, I'm not pulling away from my workday to answer calls about, you know, can I come see an apartment or, you know, that the sink isn't working. Like we've, we've scaled up and we don't do that. And we also have friends that they've always done, they've never self-managed. They, when they bought a property, they knew they wanted to build in that percentage to pay a property manager. So there's different strategies there. Yeah, absolutely. There's a lot of different strategies. And when I was growing up, my parents had friends, actually two or three sets of different friends that, were very successful in real estate investing and did everything themselves, everything. And I remember thinking, oh my gosh, if I ever got in real estate, I'm not doing all that myself. And then what happened is when I first got into real estate investing, I did it all myself. When I had a mini storage, I remember the tenants, thankfully there's no toilets or anything like that, but I couldn't fix the doors myself. But what happened is there was... Um, there was so the the mini storage was in kind of a residential area, so I was very very lucky because of the fact that the neighborhood around it always kept a good eye on it, and I had several renters that lived right in that neighborhood. And it was a smaller community, and so they would call me if things went wrong. And I remember I was in New York at a speaking engagement, and the guy that took care of the property for me he called me. He said, um, "Just want to let you know the tree fell on the power line." I'm like, uh, okay, uh, I'm in New York. I'm not sure how to handle this. He goes, oh, no worries. I'll call the city in the morning. We'll get it taken care of. And he did. And he called the city in the morning. They came. And then another renter came. They cut up the wood, took it off by themselves. And and by the time I got home, it was already taken care of. And those are the type of people that really make that property worthwhile because they care. And if you give them just a little bit of opportunity to help, then they also care. Because I know a lot of women especially are a little scared to buy properties just for those facts. But I'm like, but if you just, you know, take care of the property, people are going to help also take care of the property. Of course, there's not everybody's going to do the same, but 90, 90 to 95% of the time, it was all just fine. So, and when I'm so when I'm coaching women how to do that, I say you just yes, you have to look at all of it. And if you want to hire a property manager, that's fantastic because yes, like Allison said, you know, put money into the budget so you can hire that property manager. Whereas Kyla, she's taking care of everything, but also 
I like the fact that Kyla said she's also um, getting in contact with them all the time. Like once a month, I think you said, Kyla. And it's a great way to really be in contact with your um, tenants. Now, through this whole pandemic, have you guys seen any downfall from your tenants? Have you seen um, rents lacking, anything like that? Has anything really changed for you during all this? Oh, I guess it doesn't matter who goes first. Allison, yeah. I'll start with yeah. you. <laughs> I, I, sure, I can. Um, so we have, we're all in commercial right now, which, um, so we have an apartment building that's about 82 units, and then we have um, a office space that is um, leased out for the next six or so years to a corporate national chain tenant. Um, luckily, they're CPAs, so that's still very essential. Um, even when they were doing work from home, they're still responsible to pay their rent. Like, and I, we touched base with them actually just a week or two ago. And I asked them like what their plan was for phasing back in. They're phasing back in slowly, but they do fully intend to come back to work because there's, you know, the one lady I talked to who's kind of our boots on the ground manager up there. She had been working from home, but it's less than ideal. Um, so there are people I think that, you know, do intend to want to get back to their office um, for just the feel of seeing their coworkers and collaborating in person and things like that. So we didn't notice any dip in that. Um, and then with our apartment building, we had a weird circumstance happen. I think right before things really got shut down with the COVID, we actually had a fire from a space heater. Um, luckily, no one was hurt, but 12 units did go down out of commission, can't be rented right now. So we've actually had you know, headaches to deal with that. Our partner's been handling the brunt of that, working with the property manager, and I've been sitting on calls just for updates. Um, so that's, you know, not a good ideal circumstance regardless of COVID, um, but it's working in our favor a little bit because the insurance is kicking in. Um, so we haven't really taken a hit on any of our occupancy because the units that went down due to the fire damage, that was all covered under insurance. So Crazy things happen. This is why it's very essential to have a good property manager in place. And with a larger thing like this, you're going to have people that focus heavily on the asset management. I just do very part-time asset management. And then our partner in Atlanta gets a bigger fee because he does more of the in the weeds all the time. That's what he wants to do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Very good. And how about you, Kyla? Yeah, that's a great point, Allison. I think with any investment, you should plan on what it would cost for a property, a professional to manage the investment. Because what if you do get sick? What if something like that happens? Like you should, you should be accounting for that in your evaluation of any um, real estate investment. Um, so I, I guess from a, uh, a pandemic standpoint, you know, I've I've been very lucky. I've um, I have not had any issues, so uh, I just fingers crossed. You know, I think the next couple of months are going to be the true test um, because it sounds, you know, a lot of different people have um, uh, other circumstances to deal with, whether it's them themselves or family members. It's really kind of um, affecting everyone on a different level, but it, it is impacting almost every single person that um, is renting um, in my market. Right. right. And that's, you know, and that is right now because when it all happened, you know, we're all kind of on edge Mm -hmm. of like if things going to get paid or not, but then, you know, for the most part, it's been pretty decent, but then you're right. Mm -hmm. It's like now 
like the true reality will set in to see if this continues or not. So, but also now I want to shift just a little bit to networking because that's kind of, I don't know about you guys, but that's how I find my next deals. Um, I try to network with realtors and I try to network with commercial realtors and really trying to figure out where my next deal is going to come from. So, and actually that's how I met you guys is through networking events and through events through the real estate guys. And um, then of course, Kyle Wilson's group as well. But how do you guys find like your next deals? Is it through networking events or is it through, you know, how do you keep up with finding where your next property is going to be? And Kyle, I'll start with you. Perfect. Um, Yeah, I think networking goes a long way. Um, And I I think just being tuned in to um, what you're looking for. Um, I'm a a strong believer of like what you focus on is, you know, where your energy goes, your attention flows. So um, networking is huge um, from just a, getting to know someone, someone else that might have the same goals or different experiences. And it's so great to collaborate. Um, I, I enjoy the local networking groups. Um, and now that they have shifted to online, I feel like it's a little bit harder to connect with the people, the other people that are attending, but I know there, it, there are definitely ways to, um, follow up with people after events. Um, but I would say joining a, a group of some kind, whether it's local or, um, you know, maybe a little bit bigger, has returned tons of um, investment uh, back to me in relationships and in uh, future deals um, that I'm looking at now. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And how about you, Allison? Yeah, that would that would be the same um, right now. And and I think when you talk about looking for your next deal, being clear on what your strategy is. And so my husband and I um, joined the real estate guys. They have a syndication mentoring club, and we joined that. I guess it's been a year because we joined in July, and that's how I think I met both of you. And um, it was great. We were getting a lot of education. We were in the midst of basically completing our. I think we just completed our first syndication, and then went to our first meetup that the club had. And it, you know, as we were getting educated and moving along, it was one of those questions of, do we want to be full-time syndicators? And a lot of times what you syndicate is multifamily. You can syndicate anything, but we, I think at the very beginning, we're thinking this is it. We're just, you just get like a couple of large multifamily and structure the deal and you get the passive income and you're set. Um, but you also usually need to maybe do something in that deal, manage the asset. And when I really started realizing that earlier this year, it was like, that's kind of creating a whole nother job. And that's not really what our strategy is. We invest because we want to have more free time, more passive income. We're not investing because we're trying to build a whole nother career track for ourselves. So we've really started looking at deals through multiple lenses. One, with everything that's kind of up in the air with uncertainty, at the way beginning of this year, I thought my goal for the year is to syndicate a deal. And I was going to get another office space because that's worked out beautifully, um, the one that we bought late last year. Well, then offices have kind of taken a hit somewhat. I mean, ours didn't, but I haven't looked at other comps. But anyway, all that to say, the landscape got a little bit more uncertain. And I thought, is this really the best use of my energy? So... Um, networking is still a huge benefit um, because you're always going to need to 
uh, get inspiration, get encouragement, um, just build relationships. And I think that started to feel very different, obviously, in 2020 with things being very shut down as far as groups that can meet in person. So doing a lot online has helped me. Connecting with people that we met in person at the Real Estate Guys events or Kyle Wilson or any of the other things we went to, I've just started finding them on Facebook or finding them on LinkedIn and just pressing into those relationships in a new way. Um, one, not because I'm expecting anything, but two, because I'm acknowledging like we can't meet in person right now. It's important that I feel connected with people who are doing cool things and inspiring things. And it's just neat to hear people's stories and it gives you kind of information to guide you where you're going to go next. And, and like I said, always address your strategy um, that's kind of how we look at deals now is what is our long-term strategy and we want it to kind of fit in that parameter. Absolutely. And we have about one minute until break, but also, you know, a big thing is, and I talk about this all the time on the show is what is your why? Why, you know, what is it? Why do you want to do what you're doing? And I like the, um, the idea also, what's your investment philosophy? I used to always say I wanted so much dollar amount in um, investment properties now, which I learned at the Real Estate Guys Syndication Mentoring Club, how many doors do you want? And man, did that uh, totally switch my thinking when it came to real estate investing. So I, I look at things like a, through a totally different lens now. So ladies and gentlemen, we come back after break. We are going to talk a lot more with Allison and Kyla as well. I, this has just been such a phenomenal show, such dynamic ladies. And again, if you have questions for this live show, you can call us in at 1-866-472-5788. Ladies and gentlemen, we'll be right back after break. America is available on your Google connected device. Okay, Google, play Turning Hard Times into Good Times podcast on iHeartRadio. Try it today. Are you tired of being just the status quo? Are you tired of not earning what you are worth? Most of my clients have fear to blame for that. Overcoming fear and feeling empowered helps navigate you to becoming your better self. As one of my clients says, Joe, you are a shining light in a dark world. Wow, that says a lot. Let's get you going to becoming your better self and recognizing when fear and obstacles come into your life. We all have fear and we need to overcome it in order to go for it. Let's help propel you to live your best life. Contact me at joehosman.com. I have a special offer just for listeners of Go For It. Learn how to maximize your business through the art of a mastermind. Being in a mastermind group can help propel you farther in life and business. Plus, you can also help others in their life and business. A mastermind group is defined as a peer-to-peer mentoring concept used to help members solve their problems with input and advice from the other group members. Since you are listening to the show, there is a place for you in my next mastermind group. For more information, visit joehosman.com. Streaming live, the leader in internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com.
listening to Go For It. To reach Joe Hausman with a comment or question about the show, please send an email to joe at joehausman.com. That's J-O at joehausman.com. Now, back to Go For It. Welcome back to Go For It with my wonderful guests, Kyla Muir and Allison Brown. We are talking about women investing in real estate. Now, these two gals still have, you know, working full-time jobs, which is fantastic because we still have to have that income coming in, right? To also fulfill what our dreams are and our passions. And we have covered so much already in the show, but I really wanted to get to know when I start working with women and, or maybe they have a couple of investments, but we really try figuring out the why. The why is um, how we really get into this. Oh, and you know what, ladies? We have a caller on the line. So Linda's on hold. So go ahead and patch her through, Andrew. Hi, Linda. Well, hi, Linda. No, this my name is Linda. This is... Well, hi, <laughs> hi Jeff. How, how are you doing, my dear? <laughs> I'm doing well. Welcome wow. and meet Kyla you and Allison. Quite- Kyla and Allison, it's good to Kyla. hear you. Yes. Kyla. Yeah, my yes. hearing is going also. I can't speak. I can't hear. What next? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, it was nice to hear you gals, every one of you. But I tell you what, my hat is off to you all because I, um, I guess I don't know how you do it. You have your job and you do the real estate on the side and... Um, I just want to commend you for that. Thank you. Oh, thank you. Um, so, I guess I was wondering, maybe this is just a, as as a farm wife, and I, well, farm wife, it's not, I don't mean to downsize my profession, but yet I, it's like, what are some of the things when you decided to take real estate on also, along with your other job? There had to be things that you had to set aside. What were they? That is a very good question. Um, I would say, like with anything in life, you go through seasons of being more into something and devoting more time to things. And there does, Mm -hmm. as you add things to your plate, you should subtract things to your plate. Um, Yep. I would say... Uh, not that I watched a lot of TV, but we're, we're even more structured on, you know, just TV watching in the evenings. We kind of a lot like sure. on Netflix, we'll watch one show of whatever we're working through sure. and that's it. And sometimes there's not time in the evening for even that because we're participating sure. in a lot of calls that happen at 5 p.m. or 6 p.m. or 7 p.m. or 8 p.m. Like we have stuff mm-hmm. on that are, that's good for our personal development. Um, but also finding that balance of those things that excite you and give you energy. Um, I think that's one thing one of my big, uh, theme takeaways from reading rich woman by Kim Kiyosaki was if you're Mm -hmm. not interested in it, then maybe don't be looking at investing in it. And she gives multiple like ways you can invest. She loves real estate and she recommends that, but maybe Mm -hmm. something else is speaking to you. Um, and that's where I think you're going to benefit the most. You, it won't feel like extra work if you're really curious about sure. it and really excited about it. Yeah, and I suppose as time goes on, you'll figure out what can be put aside. Yeah. What becomes important, right? What becomes important, yeah. you know, come to the forefront right. and everything else can kind of, you know, get back to the Yeah, backside. does that make sense? 
and I, you know, I was thinking since I'm um, an emotional person, how do your emotions play on all this? Oh, that's a good question. Um, I think you know when in, when you're investing, um, it it becomes more of a um, uh, a challenge with yourself, but also like it becomes really clear when you know your criteria. So as Allison was okay. talking about, like if you're really passionate sure. about real estate, you could create your criteria of you know how much you want to invest in the property to like how much sure. of a cash flow or number of doors you'd like. And then all the kind of clutter gets, gets out of the way sooner. So then you can focus on what it is you're after. So it's kind of okay. deciding what that investment is and then creating that criteria um, so that you're not distracted by all of the other pieces. Yeah. And then it becomes pretty clear on like whether you, um, you are comfortable with moving forward and like, and so mm-hmm. emotional management becomes a little bit easier in my opinion. Sure. Okay. Okay. Do you foresee yourself going strictly to real estate ever? Um, I would, I would love to have the time freedom. I think that it, that's my, mm-hmm. that's my why. Um, and mm-hmm. so I think real estate is a great avenue to do that. Mm-hmm. How about you, Allison? Well, uh, I, yeah, I think um, that's one of our goals. We kind of have a multi-pronged approach. I alluded to it a little bit earlier of I'm not a fan of wanting to create just an additional job. We're really looking for what can be passive income. Real estate is a great one. Um, there's other business opportunities you can get into. So I think we'll be a little bit blended. Um, I don't know that we're mm-hmm. going to be 100% real estate because our intention is to have as much time freedom as possible um, for our to build the life we want, to get education around the things we're interested in. We have one child, so we want to be able to have flexibility with her through all the ages and stages she's going to go through. Um, right. So we definitely, real estate will always be a component because it is a very good investment. Mm-hmm. Sure. Okay, well, I thank you for your time. I just had to ask those few questions because I was just curious and I appreciate um, listening to you, Joe and Kyla and Allison. Thanks. And All right. And have great a questions. Day. Yeah. Great questions, Linda. Thanks for calling in and asking those two. Those are wonderful questions. You're welcome. And you have a All good right. day and I'll let you go on. All right. Thank you. So ladies, yeah, those were actually really great questions Linda had because of the fact that, and I love the question that she said or asked, what did you have to give up for your dream? And a little bit about me, I've never watched a Netflix show ever. Uh, I very, very <laughs> rarely watch TV. If I do, maybe it's some background noise at night, uh, but very, I never have, I work from home, have for since 2005, but it's just not something, as a matter of fact, I actually thought about calling my TV place today and say, hey, can you like take off my TV? Just, but there are a couple shows I, I enjoy. So, but that's, those are good things. And also when I started my business, uh, another business back in 2005, when my child was still at home, I would work nights and I gave up going, not to any of his events. I always went to all his events but I gave up going to my friends would call and say, Hey, let's go do this. Let's go that, do that. I'm like, I can't, I've got to focus in on this. And, you know, honestly, some people made fun of me 
a lot of people said, well, you're going to fail. I'm like, well, I don't think so. But if I do, I do. At least I gave it a try. And I didn't fail. Mm-hmm. And after nine months, I was able to go full time with it. But so I was working full time and then also doing um, the work. I was working full time, just keep that income coming in and then working my business at night and on the weekends. Those are the things you have to, that's because your why was is so important. My why was so important that nothing else even mattered because I was so clear and focused on what that was. Still to this day, I'm clear and focused on what it is. So uh, I know we don't have a lot of time left, but what, so Kyle, I think you said your why is time freedom. And that's what drives you. Allison, what's your why? It's going to be similar along those lines. Uh, The ability to choose. Like I'm not complaining about the the opportunities I've been offered as far as a full-time employee. They've been great. They've been, you know, uh, useful to me. Um, But I want the ability to choose if I want to continue that someday. And so to to build up multiple streams of income so we have the choice. We can have more time freedom. Um, that's that's our big why, especially as our, our daughter continues to get older. Um, you know, we want to have that flexibility to attend her events or take her on neat trips or and not have to worry about, do we have enough vacation? Can I actually be gone from work? Um, those things. Mm-hmm. That was actually my why when my son was still in school. I wanted to be able to, because I was never able to do that when he was young. And that was actually my why is I wanted to be able to work from home and have the schedule and the freedom to be able to go to all his events and not not feel guilty about it. And that was that was truly my why. And then I made that dream a reality. And it's just it's gotten me so far in life and I'm still able to, you know, take off when I want. Um, but now of course everything is virtual, which I was doing virtual before virtual was cool, I guess. But and it's it's just been a wonderful, wonderful gift to be able to do that. So ladies, uh, let's talk about this. So if you have any last parting words from my worldwide audience today, Kyla, let's start with you. What would be some wonderful last parting words you have for the audience? Yeah. um, I think, I think believing in yourself and um, really just deciding um, with what you know today, with everything that you dream of, like, let those dreams continue and choose to believe in them and believe in yourself. Mm-hmm. Wonderful. How about you, Allison? Whenever I see women in the various groups that I'm in online talk about, I want to start a business. What should you do? What do you recommend? Or I want to get into real estate investing. What should I do? I always come back to two or three pieces of advice. And the first thing I always say is just get started, like start. You don't need to keep asking questions and wandering around in confusion. Just start. Pick something and start getting educated. And then my next piece of advice um, would be to be open. Like have a goal in mind, but don't be so specific about the, you know, it has to look exactly like this as I'm getting towards that goal. Leave some room for how it's going to happen. Be open about the how because um, you'll, you'll have better results that way than just getting super specific of, you know, it has to look exactly like these 10 minuscule steps to get to this step and then um, just start and be open. Mm-hmm. I love that. You know, I will say when, when I first buy a property, I get kind of stubborn about it and I'm like, nope, I want this, 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 and this. And then all of a sudden, you know, reality is, and then it, 
but you you adjust, you be open to it, you be open to change, but you also have your own priorities of what you want uh, to happen. So thank you for that. Thank you, ladies, so much for being wonderful guests today. I've learned so much about both of you. This is great. And honestly, it's through the real estate guys that I've met, both of you, and their, their real estate syndication mentoring club is just fantastic. So, and also Kyle Wilson's uh, inner circle is so fantastic as well. So I appreciate both of you. I appreciate you so much for coming on today, sharing your wisdom and sharing, you know, how you all started and how you got through it and how you're even growing even more now. So thank you guys so much. And uh, ladies and gentlemen, to reach your full potential of becoming bigger, better, bolder, and stronger with each and every day, you can go to my website, johosman.com. And remember, I have that uh, free download, The Power of a Positive Mindset. The seven steps you can start today to have that positive mindset and really start you thinking about growing a business. Now, I have a love for real estate investing. So do Kyla and Allison, and that's why I had them on here today. But even I also help women start and grow their businesses as well. And it's just such a blessing when you kind of get the prejudgments out of the way and your mind just opens up. It's a beautiful thing. So also there I do have a 15-minute free um consulting session you can also send fill out a contact form there but always remember you are stronger than what you give yourself credit for so go out and be great today be great always and along the way show some kindness and love wherever you go be a blessing to others have a great week god bless and we're going to see you here next week for another exciting show Thank you for listening to Go For It. Be sure to come back next Thursday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time and 1 p.m. Eastern Time for another edition with your host, Joe Hausman, on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have a great day and an even better week.